Ben Simmons could return as early as game four of the first round. Is Ben Simmons returning mid-series a good idea? Zay, I throw that lob right up to you. You know, I'm very skeptical when it comes to Ben Simmons. Um, you know, playoff Simmons is my is my name for him. He doesn't show up. Um, this guy hasn't shown up the last couple of years, but we're talking about his first game coming back is going to be against the Boston Celtics in a crucial playoff series because this series could sway a game four. Um, when we talk about the Boston Celtics, they have one of the um, biggest turnarounds and arguably on um, this entire season. You know, they midway 25 and 25, they turn around, become one of the best defensive teams in the league, one of the most explosive offensive teams in the league. Tatum and Brown averaging 30. Marcus Smart being the lead runner for defensive player of the year. Um, you know, Robert Williams doing what he's doing, calling him Time Lord because he protects the paint at all costs. Al Halford doing his thing at the fourth spot. So there's a lot of different things that goes on when we're referring to this series. Um, I think for the Nets' sake, it is smart for Ben Simmons to return game four, but it's not smart for Ben Simmons. Um, he's not up to game speed. He doesn't really know the flow of the game. He hasn't played with this team yet. Their offense, he only practiced with them. And I understand when you look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're saying this talent is so much that just including Ben Simmons in the lineup is all they need. But they don't know if he's at all-star or even, I mean, they don't know if he's at peak all-star um, shape or all-NBA shape, all-NBA defense shape. They don't know what kind of shape Ben Simmons is in. All we know is he has practiced with um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I'm assuming if he's able to defend them, that they could defend Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think that's what their mindset is because you have two of the most prolific scorers in NBA history on this team that Ben Simmons is defending in the um, practice that they could just add it on to the NBA court and see what he could do. Um, I'm not a fan of this move because it looks very dire. It looks like a, um, a risky move for the Nets. Like, they, they're desperate. They need this win, and they're doing it at all costs. Um, I think it's showing the Celtics should be more confident than anything with this news because it's showing that the Nets are afraid of the Celtics enough to add a guy who hasn't played all season to just incorporate him into a playoff because they think he's the best defender on their team. Um, I think this series is going to be interesting, to say the least. And I would like to see how Ben Simmons defends Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because um, Ben Simmons is known as a Jason Tatum stopper in his career. Every time they play, Ben Simmons guards Tatum, and Tatum doesn't have good games. So it's, um, I guess they're assuming that with Ben Simmons in his lineup, he can eliminate one offensive threat on this team to help them win this series in, in round one. I don't like the move, but I understand it. All right, the NBA award for most unreliable player this season goes to Ben Simmons. Congratulations. You played yourself, okay? So I'll give you that award because I reflect back to my comments that I made as we talked about the Brooklyn Nets a lot on this show. You know, I said to myself, I don't understand how Ben Simmons is on the couch out here playing Call of Duty all day long and it's not in game shape when he did not play throughout the whole regular season. When his name got called to the Nets, when they made that trade, he should have been available and ready to roll, at least ramping it up, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying come back out there next week, no. Okay, but at least ramping it up, doing some workouts, okay, doing some five-on-five drills, and then mm -hmm. obviously making your way to scrimmages and then on the court. But no, here we are in the playoffs. No Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, where you at, bro? Where are you? Not here. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I think it's a good idea. And the only reason why I think it's a good idea, well, it's a couple reasons. Let's start off with reason number one. 
you know, when you look at Ben Simmons and what he could do defensively, yes, I know offensively it's going to be an adjustment period because Ben Simmons is not the guy that you just throw out there on the court and say, go ahead and shoot. He's not a shooter. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to tailor-made your offense to fit him. He's a guy that comes with certain strengths and certain weaknesses, and you got to tailor that along with that. So that's an adjustment period offensively. However, you know, we are not starting Rome over. It's not like we are messing up any tempo, any flow, any continuity. This team is an isolation basketball team anyway. So what flow and continuity are we really messing up? When you have two players, or should I say the team that relies heavily on isolation basketball with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You're not really messing anything. And in fact, you having a guy that can now here push the pace in transition and get these guys some looks out there. So, you know, when I look at that and when I look at primarily defensively what he can bring to this team, I think you throw caution in the wind. It doesn't hurt. I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking about 10 to 15 minutes and let him ramp it up that way. I don't think that hurts at all, okay? They're terrible in transition defense, okay? Can't stop a nosebleed. They can't stop a B, me, and you, okay? So at the end of the day, I think if you can get Ben Simmons services, whether it be for a couple games, I know it's a tough spot. I know it's not ideal to have this guy coming during the playoffs in a tough series, but at the end of the day, we don't need Ben Simmons to score. We not. This is not a dire need of scoring. We have that in KD and Kyrie. In fact, we've been putting up over 110 points for, like, the last 10 games, bro. I literally putting up points. A lot of people like to criticize the offense for good reasoning. Clearly, it's not the most picture-perfect offense. It's not a build-the-bear offense, okay? There's still some limitations. But at the end of the day, one thing these people has been doing, this team has been doing, is putting the ball through the rack. And ultimately, that's what you want to do. Now, can you stop somebody? Clearly, they can't. Ben Simmons helped that. I'll make that move. I think when we look at this roster and how it can be um, functional, they're going to have to remove the center off their rotation because Drummond or Nicholas Claxton is usually the guy on the court um, with, with the other four shooters. You know, when you got Ben Simmons on the court, you can't have two bigs, essentially. I'm adding Ben Simmons as a big because he can't shoot. Um, well, from what, what we saw so far, he can't shoot. And, um, you know, you can't have him and Drummond, him and Nicholas Claxton on the court together. They don't shoot the ball. So now you're limiting the shooters that's on a floor that's going to stagnate the offense because now it's going to be isocentric because Simmons can't do a lot of things necessary that the basketball team, the Brooklyn Nets, need. They need to spread the floor and make sure that Kevin KD and Kyrie Irving have as much space as possible. When Ben Simmons is on the floor, the space is not there unless you're playing at the, at the center position, unless you're playing him at a position where he is dominating, dominating in a dominating fashion could um, overpower his opponents. And it, it, it's I don't see how this Brooklyn Nets can do that on his team. The only way this offense works is if Ben Simmons is playing a five, KD is playing a four. You know, you got Bruce Brown, you got uh, Kyrie, you got Seth Curry, you got those guys out there. Or you take out Bruce Brown, put a shooter, another shooter out there, Cam Thomas or somebody. You know, that's the only way this offense will thrive. But then you have to worry about defense because nobody's an interior threat. No one could defend in the paint. So now you got the bigs. On the Celtics side, defend going in the paint and attacking them head on. It's a lot of different um, weaknesses I see. I understand that they're more looking at it that Ben Simmons is such a uh, on his resume says he's a great defender, and um his accolades he's accrued over his career so far shows that he's a great defender. And I understand that's what people are looking at, saying this is what he should be for the Nets. But we haven't seen him all season. His first games is in the playoffs, and everybody knows you need a couple games to get your feet wet, get back into game shape, game speed. So you're acclimated with the with the results. We look at Victor Oladipo. 
this guy still isn't in like the best shape. He's not in his peak form, and he took two years off. And the guy came back thinking he thought he was healthy, but he came back, got another surgery. They came back again, and now he's playing these these like he he was playing at the end of the season these mediocre minutes, but you know he wasn't in his form. He wasn't in peak form. So I don't see how Ben Simmons will be in this peak form right away. Same thing. Look at Clay Thompson. Came first time came back this year. He's still not in peak form. He's not peak Clay yet. He had a couple great games. Don't get me wrong, but Steve Kerr even said it. The guy has come back. He's not in the same form that he once was in. Not the, the a marksman, not the shooter. He's a whole different player now. I got to see with Ben Simmons' mental health issues and Ben Simmons' um, herniated disc issues. I got to see what Ben Simmons is going to come to play in this game because it's a big, it's a big um, challenge to bring him in in Brooklyn and say perform because in New York, you know, we have high expectations. If you're not performing well, you know, they're going to boo you off the spot. New York is a tough place to play in. If you think Philly is tough, New York is crazy as well. I mean, that's a good point that you made about having Ben Simmons with Andre Drummond on the court at the same time. You know, that's a very good point because at the end of the day, you can't have two bigs, especially when you have a guy of Ben Simmons limitations. And also, one of the underrated things that could be affected here is the evolution of Bruce Brown. You know what I'm saying? You bring in Ben Simmons and Bruce Brown is no longer as much of a factor as he has been the last couple, I say since the All-Star break. You know what I'm saying? He being able to, when, when KD and Kyrie's being blitzed, he's able to make the right plays. He's able to, to, to whether it be called his own number, whether it be throwing the ball up for Nicholas Claxton at the rim, he's been doing good. He's actually been the third best player on this team. So I see it from that perspective. And he's been the more capable defender out of the group. But at the same time, I think you need Ben Simmons there. I don't know if you, do you start him? Like what happens? You let him come off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Do you let him come over the, off the bench? Maybe that's something that you can do to amp him up and you get his full, you know, plucked of abilities, especially when you have other guys that can shoot coming off the bench. Maybe you roll him that way. I think that makes more sense. What you think? I think that's a smart idea. It's just that um, we, we have yet to see a, a Nets team thrive with Kyrie and Katie on the bench, you know, because that's when everyone plays you straight up. Now let's see what you can do at this point, you know. I think it's more difficult when LaMarcus Aldridge, another guy who's a big piece of this team that, that does well at the center position that can shoot the ball and spread the offense, I mean, spread the floor, is not playing as well. He's also hurt. So, you know, it's a lot of things are, are not playing. I don't know if he's hurt or he's not. the coach not playing him. I don't know either one, but it doesn't look good. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see how this is going to um, work with this team because of the, in, the, the, the limited capabilities of Benson. But it's going to be in game four. Now, it's going to be interesting how the series plays out because if the series goes 2-1, that game four is going to be crucial. If the series is 3-0, I don't, I don't see how him playing in game four, five, and six is going to make a big difference because I don't see Ben Simmons being this, oh, he's so big of a crucial moment. I got a question. You just lobbed me up a question to ask you. That's a great point. So in the series, the, the Celtics and the Nets, if you're looking at the games, right, let's say we get to game four. How would it have to look for you to say, okay, we need Ben Simmons, right? Is it we up 3-0? Of course not. If you up 3-0, clearly you're going to probably end up sweeping the cat or winning by a five, so you won't be 3-0. Um, is it 0-3? Well, you, you're pretty much done. Is it 2-2? Two two? What is it for you? I think when we look at this series, I think the uh, the series could potentially be a 2-1 leaning towards Boston, um, Boston because they've got two games on the road, so two, two games in Boston. 
And I, they, have a, they have a lot of momentum going into the series. I think Robert Williams not playing is a blow. But I think Marcus Smart, um, being a, the, the perimeter defender he is, is a, a kind of gave a lot of duress to this Nets team. And then Tatum and Brown have stepped it up tremendously on defense this year. That I think this series could be 2-1 going leaning their way. But if the Nets somehow are 2-1, or if they, take a, they win a game in Boston, right, and then win a game at home, uh, you know, I think that that would be interesting to see how game four will play out for Ben Simmons. But I don't see if it's 3-0 either way, how it works out for Ben Simmons' um, favor. Because if he plays game four and they win and they, they go to the second round, you know, he has to he has to kind of perform in the second round against a tougher team, a tougher opponent. Um, and then if they're 3-0 down and he plays game four, I don't see the Nets coming back from th- down 3-0 to winning four straight games with Ben Simmons in that lineup. Because it's going to be a, it's gonna be a, a um, adjustment period with him on the floor. Because the ball's not going to be moving at one point. You know, even look at Bruce Brown. He's shooting threes at this moment. He had two or three threes the other game. You know, so you can't just leave him out open and think, oh, he's not going to make a three. He's taking them. So now you have to respect that three-point shot. Ben Simmons, not going to take that shot. Can you dig it? Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dig, dig.